G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt. We're looking at the Randwick meeting, the spring champion stakes there from Saturday. It's a pleasure to welcome Mark Sheen, Mark Roden and Rob Scurry. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. How did you see the day unfold there on Saturday? Uh, look, uh, a good meeting. I, I personally thought the rail section was off. Uh, I think a lot of people are saying they thought the track was fair, but um, I thought the inside section was definitely slow. Minhaj did come through that part in race number nine, but uh, in my opinion, I'd be forgiving for horses on the rail in the straight. Oh, that's certainly the way that I had a look. Uh, not seeing a race, but just looking at the data this morning, that's exactly what I found as well. Mark Roden, yourself? Yeah, it's happened before. Uh, in this rail position, uh, midfield trail running line was the position A number one. Um, no leaders won on the program. Only one horse was fencing run and won. Uh, but uh, only Polili was three wide as well. So it was absolutely eight of the ten winners were running line. That's that's you know pretty remarkable. Yep. Uh, again, as we brought up on the Friday, um, said that uh, get back horses or midfield back horses draw an eight plus. Struggle. Uh, only Yi Yi fitted that profile and won, and, it, and they went a thousand miles an hour in that race. Um, so yeah, again, wide gates. Uh, despite the fence being not great, uh, wide gates weren't suited either. Okay. And Rob, you had a successful day there, and not long until you're back on course, you must be really champing at the bit just at the moment. Yeah, Matt. Exactly. Um, I'm very interested to find out if Mark got a berth at the uh, Everest. And <laughs> even if he's allowed, are you allowed at Warwick Farm on Wednesday? What's the go there? Because they certainly won't get 5,000 people. They're lucky to get 500 <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a Wednesday. Um, but yeah, look, it was, it was a good day. Um, a bit of conjecture. My old mate Richie Freeman about the track being too hard. He wants to run for ribbons. Um, if he, you know, he's got a fair bit to do with how that track is these days. All care, no responsibility from Richie. Alrighty, well, let's start off with uh, race four. We'll just touch on the Stan Fox uh, just because it was a group two and everyone's old mate Halal has won the race off an even tempo. Uh, Rob, you did have something on Halal though. You caught him. Yeah, I caught him. He's, he's, I, I, he was an A-grade two-year-old and I've always thought that um, Coast Watch uh, like that it might be B-grade form. So it was just a case of the odds. You know, Halal got out to a decent price. I thought he ran very well when just beaten at Flemington. Um, you know, the old SP profile was there. And, yeah, I just, just thought on, on the odds he was he, he was worth a play. Um, you know, you got this boom horse coming up uh, from John O'Shea. You know, how good, you know, it's, that looked over bet to me. And Coast Watch, as I said, I had him pegged as a B-grader. Halal might be a B-grader, but at the odds, it seemed like a play. Mark Sheen, do you want a word or an expletive directed at Halal? <laughs> no, I uh, I have followed him uh, quite uh, religiously until uh, Saturday. I bet up on him at Mooney Valley first up. I was on him in the Champagne for quite a good result. Uh, backed him to beat King of Sparta his first start. Anyway, that's uh, water under the bridge now. Man's found himself on a, a golden class one horse. To beat it. Um, great, great thing, hindsight is. Got a good price though, Mark. Oh, yeah. um, look, I think probably Cota Healy was too close in the run here. I think he might have just um, would have been better a little bit further back with the trail, but uh, hard to find any excuses. Halal, three wide in the golden rose, but he did get beat a furlong. I'm not sure if he knocked his leg in that race or what. He had a bit of bandage there on the left hind. So I'm not sure if he had a problem out of the Golden Rose, but 
Um, dropping grade was just uh, too good for the men. He'll head off to the time-honoured Bondi, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. <laughs> and uh, Mark Roden, you were on Coda Healy and uh, at the at the early price as well. And look, it's followed you in the market, but uh, yeah, never really looked yeah. likely in the straight, did he? No, good old SP for dinner again on Saturday night. That was good. Um, yeah, uh, the excuse is that nothing nothing led or set outside lead and was able to win on Saturday for whatever reason. So that's the little forgive on him. But the fact of the matter is, to come to this race and win it, he had to take a step forward off his goal and win, obviously. And um, even with that excuse, he hasn't done that. He, uh, he was very plain. They all were, apart from the winner. I mean, the winner's probably been on the right spot for the day. You know, uh, second that, well... Three or four lengths off the lead with the trail, but he was over racing in the slow pace. I, I thought he might have done himself out of it in the first half of the race, but yeah, no, he's he's always had a bit of quality, um, and he was, in hindsight, that word again, um, too good for that lot. Coastwatch probably just um, come off his golden rose peak where things went right for him. Um, didn't quite pan out as well for him on Saturday, but he didn't quite go quite as well. But uh, Hallel, I think the best horse was one. Yeah. He's probably run into two horses here, Coastwatch and Brigantine, who were a bit of a query at the mile. And he's probably yeah. he's probably um, or getting to that range, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. He's probably yeah. running out a bit better than them. Yeah, he he gave that impression as a two-year-old that sixteen hundred and perhaps further was going to. Yeah. Um, and yep, looking that way. You're right, Mark Roden. Like I, I thought it was dead. You know, I hate to see horses with their head open, you know, with them, you know, thrashing the head around, not settling. Um, I'd pretty much given up on it after 600 metres. So it was, it was quite. I was very surprised that it I actually won. <laughs> yeah, very, very pleasantly surprised. Got my day back on the right foot. Well, we'll go to race five, the Roman Consul over 1200. Um, but a lot of these figures on this card are particularly plain from punting form. So I think part of that was tempo, but obviously when you deep dive, uh, dive a little bit deeper into some of these figures, they're not overly impressive. One of those was Pulele, slow tempo, 2.8 lengths slow to the 600 and you know, run some decent enough splits from the 400 to 200, but certainly not over the last 200. Um, as a $1.90 favourite, knocking off Glen Eagles, King of Sparta overpass. Rob, I'll get your thoughts first of all. Good, good horse this, A grade for sure. Um, He's, he, I, I couldn't back it with the map. I thought it was going to get cast three wide and, and, and have to beat possibly some, some decent decent horses. Um, I've had a punt on this sort of state. I, I thought, you know, it, it might improve and it looked look to map well. Um, I probably should, I need to have a look at it in the flesh. Um, King, King of Sparta paraded very well again, very professional. It hasn't been beaten far. Um, o, Pre, o President, I was interested to hear Lizzie say, it looked like it really grown up and filled out and he was another player of mine and he looked very plain. Okay. Mark Sheen, have they announced whether or not the winner is heading to the Everest yet? I haven't heard uh, just as yet. So, um, he, he, you know, he could go to the Coolmore and maybe they go with Trekkie. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, look, I approached a little bit differently. I thought, um, look, I, to my eye, the, the fence was off by this stage and uh, it was a godsend where he was drawn. I thought originally Mark was worried that he'd get uh, in and I thought uh, the fence off, he'd just land in the right spot and actually, he, luckily, he did. Um, I didn't think he went great the last bit, though. I've got to say, uh, just looking at from the respect of a, you know, maybe if he did go to an Everest, you would have liked to have seen... He put a couple more lengths on this field, I would have thought. Yeah, Mark Roden, that's how the, the data looks uh, just at face value. And really, none of his figures so far give any indication that he would be a challenger in, in an Everest if he does go that way. No, n- on what he's done so far, no mm. chance whatsoever of beating Nature Strip or Pasequel. 
even Guitra or Eduardo, I would suggest. But, you know, he's a young horse. He um, possibly has scope to improve, but he's going to be on a seven-day backup if he runs and, uh, what, fifth up. So, yeah, it'd uh, yeah, be a no from me as far as Everest is concerned. The race just panned out perfectly for him. Um, for some reason, uh, a tri-state, I think, was Winker's first time, was it? Or he wears him anyway. Yeah, they, no, first time, I think, yeah. It was first time, yeah. He... Um, they fired him out of the gates and then didn't want to take the lead and ended up sitting three wide on a limb, which gave a perfect throw to Paul Alley. Tries to take kicks up, um, and then perhaps Paul Alley does get caught three wide. We'll have to settle a bit further back. Um, yeah, so it uh, panned out well for him. He was, that said, he was the only horse to sit in the three wide line for the day and win, so give him a little tick for that. Um, uh, the, the placings came from behind him. Again, that sort of midfield or off midfield trail position was the place to be. Um, yeah, not, not dynamite figures. Uh, best career best run from overpasses, run fourth as well. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> not much of a race. Okay, race six was the angst over the mile. Fast tempo here, three lengths fast to the 600. Mirror Vision has uh, lobbed in a perfect spot and basically put a space on them uh, towards the line. More profits ran on at a bit of a price for second. Rob Scurry, I'll start with yourself. Oh, I kicked myself a little bit. I, you know, you sh shouldn't assume. Like I, I remember back in Mirror Vision at Rose Hill first up, you know, in winter, and thinking, you know, I just thought, how long has this thing been up for? And it looked looked great on the tally, and it was like, oh, you know, the comfort of Mr. Price, yada yada, and you know, it was it was far it was far too good. Um, I, I did myself a disservice when Kiku jumped again. I I kind of you know got a bit excited in play and 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 gave gave back a fair bit. Uh, more profits has run run well. Uh, you know, this Charlize is always going to need every, everything to be in its favour to win. Um, you know, I was happy to take on the the Kiwi, but I, I've missed the winner at the price. So yeah, Kiku was 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 my um, play in the race, and um, I had a spec on <laughs> in good health, which um, probably needs a softer track and um, probably two thousand metres as well. Yep, just keeps going well. This winner, Mark Sheen. Yeah, since they freshened her up, um, she trialled outstandingly and then, um, well, she probably had a chance in the TV, got outside the lead in a slowly run race, but this was a lovely ride from Sam Clippert and got her in a perfect spot, nursed her up the rise, um, first crack at 1,600 metres and then she found a little bit, but obviously more profits was very unlucky here. Went for a couple of runs and uh, disappointed on several occasions, so probably lucky to get the money if you're on the winner. Kiku, I just think she's more a wind-up type. She just got stopped in her tracks in the top part of the straight and did race on the rail for most of the race. So uh, I think she's still got improvement to come. Um, they're pretty bunched behind that group, so not sure where the others go. Grace and Harmony probably looking for a little bit further. But, uh, yeah, I think Kiku probably uh, will head to Melbourne, perhaps, or maybe there's another race in Sydney for her. OK. Uh, Mark Roden, anything for yourself out of this race? Uh, it just panned out perfectly for the winner. Um... Yeah, getting into 1-1 one, one is one at the race, probably. Uh, the way the results were panning out, outside lead, which is where I had a map originally, might not have been any good. Yep. But it uh, certainly worked out well. I didn't mind, yeah, more profits. I mean, she does get back, but was stiff. Uh, Grace and Harmony ticking over nicely, looking for a shade further. Charlie's a bit stiff, had to change course in the straight as well. And I can't sack Emeralina off that. I mean, she, I thought she had none from the barrier, and that's the way it panned out. If she draws a gate... Um, I think she's a nice horse. She, she wants further as well. Um, there's probably a race in her as well with a, with a better map. Okay, let's have a look at the Silver Eagle, which is the first leg of the Quaddy over 1,300. Uh, 
very slow tempo here and um, obviously triple ace has gone to miss as well uh, very slow 8.3 length slow to the 600 and rob scurry your old mate aim i can't catch this horse i had this pegged as the best two-year-old in its year and um yeah you know, I, I missed it in the golden rose this whole field all of them are hateful to me i don't really like any of these horses like i can't seem to catch ellsberg i've got a I bored people with my stories of Ellsberg. Uh, you know, count to rupee. It cost me money one day when it walked in. I thought Marway was a certainty. So, uh, uh, yeah, high supremacy. Yeah, I guess he's okay. Um, look, I, I thought Ellsberg was a bit plain here. Aim, you know, I guess it, it's off to the, the Golden Birds and, you know, it's got to be a chance on a, on a firm track. But, you know, whether it'll get that, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm more interested in what you guys got to say. Um, yeah. I, I, hate, I hate them all. Take it away, Mark Sheen. Um, I can't believe AIM started $31. It seems like three-quarters of everyone on Twitter was on it. Um, <laughs> it's quite remarkable. Look, it's dead it had its birthday here. You should go to church and light a candle. Um, Ellsberg was three wide and a limb, got flattened. Count to Rupi, well, how it's run third, I don't know. It's four wide and a limb and then got speared almost to the outside fence and it's still sprinted and... Only got beat a half a length. Oh, I thought he should have bowled it in Counter Rupee. Um, apart from that equation, a little bit plain. I, I don't know where you go from that. I think Ellsberg and Counter Rupee had genuine excuses, and the winner's dead set had its birthday. Yep. And uh, Mark Roden, are you following anything else out of the race? Nah. Uh, I've got the words active God written down here, re aim. Um, yeah. I mean,. How it's won. It's, a, it's such a bad horse. You know, and it's won, it's won a Magic Millions race at the Gold Coast. It's won this. What's this worth? $500,000. What a fucking embarrassment, honestly. Uh, he's uh, a dreadful horse with uh, trillionaire owners, and they're getting their whack out of him. Good on him. Um, I ended up on Camp Ruby. My God, that was just tragic. Absolutely tragic what happened to Nick. Um, uh, Ellsberg, no, like even, um, you've got to, I suppose, forgive Van Jellick. It got pole extra and the lead broke down as well. Uh, the other horse I backed in the race was Equation, who was a dreadful, but I think uh, the point Mark Sheen brought up on Friday might be the right one now that perhaps he needs wet. Yep. Poor aim. Anyway, we'll move on. Spring champion, 2,000 metres, group one. Even tempo, 0.2 of a length fast to the 600 there on punting forms data. <clears throat> and Profondo, firm in the market, best horse, put him away. Rob Scurry, I'm looking forward to seeing what you think of this horse when you get to see it in the flesh. Oh, you're on mute, Rob. Go again. Sorry, mate. Um, yeah, look, I, I thought it improved uh, its manners in the yard, um, and I thought if it just kept improving, it only had to beat one horse, which has gone amiss. So it's, it's, it's a very good thing after the race. Um, Robbie Dolan was po positive on it, which I, which I thought won at the race. He, he kept going forward, um, which, which was a good thing, and... Look, it, it, it's probably beaten a bunch of Wednesday horses. I know the Group 1 winners in second, but it, it's made it look pretty average. And, um, yeah, look, I, I think the world's its always. I'm not sure what they're going to do with it now. Um, but, yeah, if they bring it back in, in the autumn, and look, I'm sure they are going to look after it, they would be very patient with it, and they've got their award. So, um, yeah, good horse, very good horse, and, um, yeah, good luck to them. Yeah. Good luck to Robbie Dolan, too. What's your thoughts on this horse, Mark Shane? Well, look, he was much better on Saturday, as Rob pointed out in the parade. He was jig-jogging around um, his first two starts. On Saturday, he was walking around like a lamb, and he even settled better in the run as a result. So he pulled fiercely there at uh, Rose Hill when he tried to take a trail. And 
I think Robbie learned from that and just let him slide, as Mark actually suggested, that they should just let him roll, and he did, and how much better he raced as a result. Um, look, he hasn't beaten much, but he's having his third start. He's gone from a maiden where everyone said, you know, he should be going for a class one after he fell in on the Kenzo, and then two runs later he's, he's won this. Like, um, he'll probably only have one more preparation, and then he'll be off to probably Arrowfield or somewhere like that, but... Um, I think he's come a long way in a short space of time and the fact that there's such a dearth of top-class horses in the older brigade, um, you know, he's probably going to put his hand up in the autumn. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Mark Roden, just looking at the figures themselves, you can't really be too disappointed with this. He's beaten the class benchmark, which is obviously a group one. No, he's a good horse. Mm. There's no question about that. Um, Dolan did a great job. I was calling for his replacement, you know, saying I'm back in Nash was on him and stuff like that, but he, he rode it perfectly, got the job done. Does of course help when your um, only real danger, in my opinion, has a cardiac arrhythmia and is beaten 300 metres. But um, he's still he's still done it. Um, I, I don't know whether head of state gives him a race or not. If if, if he's mm. uh, in one piece, who knows? But uh, yeah, this is his third start. He's he's a lovely type of horse. I mean, he could win the um, he could win the Derby in the autumn by six. You know, if, if that's the way they choose to go. But there's there could even be other targets for him. Um, yeah, uh, and, you know, with the exception of the um, excuse for head of state, I, I wouldn't give you two bob for the rest. Okay, let's move on to the Nifson race nine. Very slow tempo once again, 6.5 length slow to the 600. And Minaj uh, with J-Mac on board and managed to just negotiate his way through. Tricky Gals run second from Bellucci Bay. Rob, run us through some of these horses. I was on. I was pretty keen on Bellucci Bay. But I was impressed with what it did at Wyong or Gosford or whatever when it did me on, on the lead. And um, yeah, I just thought it just didn't quite get a spot. Sorry. Um, I it didn't quite get a spot. Um, it was whoever was on. Um, I, th I think it was uh, Tommy Berry on, on the favourite. Um, just just wouldn't let it get in, and um, yeah, that that might have cost it the race. Look, typical of the, the stable, John O'Shea, they're often ready to go first up. This walked around very well. Um, yeah, certainly in the numbers and yeah, a bit a bit dirty um, about about what happened with it. Um, but yeah, decent much of mares. Madam Legend, I hate it, can't catch it. Um, seems to have run well again, but maybe better on a wet track. Um, same, you could say the same about Rock O'Clock and, you know, great news, Kim War, better early in prep, my, my, my read on that stable. Okay, Mark Sheen, this horse was first start for O'Shea after being with the Hayes camp previously. Yeah, and boy, oh boy, uh, as a two-year-old, it uh, it burst on the scene with yeah. two early wins, and then I think I backed it in the slipper, actually. It had won a race up the straight and looked like it was going to be something exceptional, lost its way. And the only horse really to come through uh, near the inside, Tricky Gal coming up that uh, lane as well, so... Uh, I think these are certainly two horses to follow. Uh, Minhaj has definitely gone to another level from last preparation on this win. And the fact that they were also saying that they don't want to go to 1,400, want to keep her at these shorter distances, I think is a, a pretty good decision. So um, I was against her at the price and, and uh, I was against her with the inside draw as well. So I had a losing race. Um, I end up on great news and Rob's right. I had a seeking suspicion that she was better fresh, but I forgave her for the two runs past 1,200, and that was a mistake. She's obviously a lot better uh, when she's on the fresh side. 
Madam Legend, we know okay, but I think Tricky Gal and Minaj are certainly the two that you take home from this race, considering the inside bias. Okay. Mark Roden, what's your read on the uh, Nifson? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I was on Bulici Babe as well. I thought she was there to win at the turn, actually, and she was just flat-footed for about 200 metres, and she was okay late, but um, she's probably at her best in a fast run, 1,100. 1,200 was, a, you know, uncharted territory for to some extent. Um yeah, I agree with Mark's assessments of first and second. Oh, sweet deal with 3-1 and all in. I mean, you can forgive her, but if you want, but the, I don't know what you want to factor in, you know, at this stage of her career, to be honest. And, yeah, not, not a great deal to say about the rest. There weren't really any, apart from sweet deal, I didn't think there were any savage hard luck stories in the race. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, that brings us to the last race 10, which was benchmark 78. Uh, even tempo, 1.1 length slow to the 600, and uh, Leo has produced some monster splits that I'm going to quickly assess and see if they are career peak because it looks very, very big for a horse that I must say I haven't really ever heard of. Rob, run me through it. Who is Leo? I I've, I found him in a highway um, on a on last last time in. Um, he's he's a good thousand meter horse, I guess now. Um, but yeah, maybe on the lead, I've over overestimated. I got really lucky here because they all backed it, and you know, again, uh, Mark Roden's eating overs, um, but I, I I couldn't I couldn't do it, so um, I stayed out of the race. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of Leo. Um, Kinlock is another one. I remember uh, it beating um, a horse Skedaddle, which which um, one one day at the Kenzo, and it, it it might be improved. I think from memory, it came up the inside, so maybe you could you could give, give that a length or two, but. Um, yeah, Leo's good. You know, where, where does he go to? I don't, I don't know if he gets to one of those big, big races. Um, I'll ask Mark Sheen. It, what, what is, is he in the um, whatever it's called, the Kosciuszko? Um, I'm not sure, mate. No, I, I, I don't think he was in the market there. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, he's a bit of a revelation. This horse, he was with Peter Stoden there for a while and was uh, was sacked as a bit of a non-winner, but uh, Mark Schmetzer has certainly turned this horse around and found his niche, the 1,000 at Ramwick. He yep. absolutely loves it. Look, I thought on the lead, uh, on face value, it looked disappointing here, but the winner's gone outstanding. He would have had to have been good to run him down and give him weight, so uh, I don't know that I want to be on, on the lead again, having said that. Uh, I think that was his race, and he might have put the white flag up, but uh, the, the winner did go very well. Yeah, Mark Roden, just going through his career, Leo, he's produced three different occasions over a 1,000. Um, as Mark Sheen pointed out, two of those have been Randwick over over the 1,000 as well. He's capable of producing some really strong figures against the class. Mm, unfortunately for us, on um, Saturday, he yep. produced them. Uh, look, I was, I didn't, I thought one of the leaders was a certainty. Um, and he's beaten the other things in, oh, Leo was in the market, but the, the two next in the market, He's beaten convincingly on the lead. I was I was very similar. I thought after the race, he's well, I thought he'd run up to win. He changed stride uh, about 200 out and couldn't get past Leo. And I thought, what a cat! But he's he's just run to his level. He's run to a level that I, pre-race I thought was all we needed to do to win. But Leo was just absolutely flown, and I couldn't find Leo because he had won a fast highway last time. But he was it was a hot rail that day, so I had to mark him down for that. And also highway form nine times out of ten is hopeless. So it. I was surprised he started single figure odds. To be honest, I couldn't find him at all. But he, he's just gone to a new level again yep. on Saturday, and probably because I got top odds a second horse. That's probably the reason. <laughs> Part of the uh, punter's lament. It's wonderful, isn't it? Okay, I'll get a horse to follow from each of you. Uh, 
Rob Scurry, I'll start with yourself. Anything that you're looking forward to seeing in the yard next time? Um, I'll have a look at O, o President in, in the yard on the back of what Lizzie said. Um, I think I think Solar Apex again. I can't catch James McDonald. Um, <laughs> like he couldn't couldn't find a spot. My maybe my, my my horse to follow. It's got a bit of, you know, they say it all the time, and it triggers me when Greg Rayley said, "Old time legend says Schnitzel sire." I'm, and all I just think is, "Old time legend" is a horse that's cost me millions, but he's saying it every <laughs> race. Uh, <laughs> so it's just constantly. I'm just. It's, looking for the mute button but um yeah the thing that ran on wednesday april wayne it's got a bit of all-time legend about it as, as i loaded up on on yeah. a wednesday on a friday night but um i've always thought that that's going to be a group horse or a, or a, at least a, a listed you know level i think that could could do something um so that, that's my horse to follow april rain okay mark shane what are you following out of this meeting uh, yeah, well, I thought overpass was quite good in race number five. I think that was a big improvement uh, on what he'd done previously. Got a long way back and ran. I suppose the temper of the race did suit him, but um, thought he did a good job. And I think if Min Haas repeats uh, what she did in race number nine, she'll be winning another black type race very shortly. All right. And Mark Roden? Uh, to state the obvious, Profundo's the progressive horse out of the meeting. He's the one capable of going on to win really good races, I think. Uh, wait, uh, if not this prep, the next... And I will try and find a race for Amaralina, the New Zealander, if not in Sydney, then maybe in Melbourne. Okay. All right, the week ahead, uh, there's a meeting tomorrow at Newcastle, Wednesday at Warwick Farm, Thursday at Campbell Grange, Saturday Newcastle and Randwick for the Everest and Kosciuszko meeting. Mark Sheen, busy week ahead. Yes, and we've had uh, plenty of rain yesterday and also a little bit overcast and uh, some light showers this morning. So we're going to have an affected track, I would say. What do you think about that, Rob? Yeah, it's going to maybe clear, clear up by Thursday, Friday, but, you know, that, that track takes a while to dry out. So I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I, I think a horse like um, Head of State, you know, Chris thinks it's a dry tracker, so that's probably millions. Yep. And Mark Roden, just things I don't think quieten down for you for at least another, what, rest of your life by the looks of things, given these Sydney meetings? No, yeah, yeah, this is good, isn't it? We've got the, we've got the big... Live stream and everything on Saturday. Yep. I've tracked on about eight meetings in ten days for me as well yep. in the lead up to that. So <laughs> well, we'll just battle through a few early nights. Try and get the head on straight. Yep, exactly right. We'll be doing a live stream with Punt Club for the world's biggest punters club. If you're looking to get involved, head to their website, follow them on social media. They'll be working with us. We'll do an early show in the morning, a bit of a preview of the day, and then we'll team up for the quaddy leagues and hopefully have a bit of fun, back a few winners, but uh, looking to have a lot of people involved in what should be a, a really fun day around the country. So if you're looking to get involved with us, head to the website, you'll find the links there. We'll preview the meeting on Friday though. So I'll catch you then, Mark Sheen, Mark Roden, and uh, Rob, I'll speak to you on Saturday. 